Hello and welcome to the ME Show. My name's Gary Burgess and with support from the ME Association, I hope this series helps shine a light on different aspects of life with ME. Since my own diagnosis last year, it's been a steep uphill learning curve for me, learning about my own illness and symptoms, but also learning about the wider world of ME. Thanks for your feedback about the last episode with Jane Colby from Times Trust. I received lots of messages from people who'd received support from the charity, which helps children with ME. All of which praised Times Trust to the hilt, as you might expect. But like me, there were also those left shocked by the revelation there are still parents being accused of harming their children, rather than professionals believing those children are actually ill. Keep your thoughts and feedback coming. You'll find me on Twitter at Gary Burgess CI and please use the hashtag The ME Show. And if you listen to these podcasts through iTunes, please rate and review us there as well as it helps boost our visibility. In this episode, episode five, something completely different. The woman with ME, who together with her husband, are connecting with people around the world who also have ME to create a showcase of music and poetry. Michelle Henshaw and Nigel Wynne Henshaw's album is called Music for ME, and it's something very special indeed. I've been walking around I've lost all the things that mattered the most Like a night I was forced to live in the day And a writer who's in It started with um, an idea that that we've had for a while that there are a number of people with ME who maybe before they they became ill were artists that were singers or performers, uh, songwriters that have a huge amount of talent that they're no longer able to pursue. Um, And it would be nice to have some kind of format for them to be able to show off their talents and what they've accomplished in the past and equally what they still are able to do now, even even in a limited way. I'm part of a Facebook group, Dr Hung's um, MECFS Friends, and she's a UK doctor that has been struck down with ME. And before she became ill, she knew nothing about it, isn't taught in medical schools. So she's written a book about her experiences with ME and is hoping to get that to doctors throughout the UK to GP surgeries to educate them that this is a real illness so within her group we came up with a way of raising funds to do this and the idea of a music fundraiser was born and originally we were thinking some kind of concert but that is a huge undertaking Mm. so I spoke to Nigel about it who loves music he said wouldn't it be a good idea just to get lots of songs together from people with ME and create an album and that's how it began. <laughs> now, the thing is, lots of people have lots of good ideas. I like to think I have 100 good ideas a day. However, mm-hmm. 99.9% of them never see the light of day. The, the difference is 
you've done this. I mean, th- this is not an easy undertaking for you two. No, it's. It, it, I mean, it's been a lot of work, but the power of social media has been quite phenomenal, really, in that once we put the word out there, it, slowly but surely, more and more people started submitting songs and poetry, and uh, it just took off from there, really. And really, I think, personally, um, that getting Nigel involved was the... Um, because when he has a project or something that he wants to get his teeth into, there is no stopping him. So, <laughs> so yeah, that has really sort of been the, the catalyst and the and the moving force because, unfortunately, with having ME, um, for all of us, it isn't easy to... Um, we did need a healthy person, really, to sort of be able to carry the project absolutely we're going to listen to some of it in just a moment i just want to backtrack a little bit and you've really set that up michelle which is uh, the point that you're involved and the reason you're involved is because you like me have me just just tell me a little bit about you and, and your experience of this illness right okay well i've had it for 26 years um i was 22 when it began with a throat infection i carried on working didn't think anything of it i was it was painful i wasn't ill enough to stay off work um got some antibiotics from a doctor i worked with um because i was a medical secretary and um i just didn't ever recover and i've become more and more ill as the years have gone by met nigel a couple of years later we got married um and yeah it's just sort of deteriorated I'm now housebound uh quite limited in what I'm able to do um but my experience I think I've got a real passion for um awareness and education of doctors because I think that um although I was very fortunate I was diagnosed quite early and I had a very understanding specialist at the very beginning I had him for about the first year or so of being ill and I was only young at the time and he had actually told me that because I was young um, the likelihood would be that I would recover within a year so that was my expectation Mm. Uh, and obviously I didn't um, and I tried for two years um, to keep working I went from full time to four days three days two days um, until I couldn't continue and then I had basically just very unsympathetic GPs often. Um, they either were downright rude, um, saying that I needed a kick up the backside or it was about time I got a job or they just didn't know what to do. So I think for me, it's, it's the awareness and educating um, doctors and other people really of the reality of this illness is vital as well as obviously uh, funds for research to find out why this is happening to us. It's fabulous that you're doing this but the reality is you shouldn't need to should you? No and it, and you know when I think that you know I was getting these comments 20 odd years ago and things have either, you know, certainly not improved and in some ways with things like the PACE trial have actually deteriorated. Um, it's quite horrifying that, you know, this this can, you know, still be happening when so many of us have, have actually gone literally missing from our lives, um, you know, despite the fact that we all have this inside us that we have got so much we want to do and um you know so much potential then it's 
it's it's cruel and it's devastating that you know it's dismissed it's difficult enough to have it happen to you and not to be able to do the things that you want and live the life um, that you planned and wanted to live but then when you go to the people that you expect to help you and they turn around and dismiss what you're actually going through then that is it's soul destroying um, and that definitely needs to change. Yeah, that rings so true with me. I, I, I see a specialist actually who is brilliant, who gets it. Uh, but there was mm-hmm. one appointment last year when the specialist was off and there was a locum covering uh, who sat me down and went, oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, go back to work. And, and as soon as you start doing some work, you'll be feeling better. It's not a problem. <laughs> and I, I remember leaving the hospital and bursting into tears in the middle of the street because it's, it, it's one of those things, isn't it, where if, if the medical profession doesn't get it, where yeah. do you go? Well, that's the problem. And, and I think that has actually led to, certainly for me, a deterioration um, because I haven't managed it properly because always there's this voice in the back of my head that it isn't real. And if I just keep pushing through, I'll come out the other side. Um, and, you know, and it hasn't happened. I've just got more ill. So I think, you know, it's actually harmful as well as, you know, cruel. <laughs> Nigel, from your perspective, there you are, the husband. The, the loving husband, I'm, I'm guessing at times this is so, so difficult for, for you to witness. Yes, it, it is difficult. Um, I, I mean, personally, obviously, my, my life is completely different than, than, let's say, what a normal life would be. Um, I think one of the most frustrating things is that I, if we take this project that we've been working on as an example, Michelle has put everything into this she's done a lot of work on the website and the the artist interviews that we've had the videos that we've produced and i can just see that she just gets to a point where she just cannot physically sustain it mm. and she she wants to she's highly motivated she's enjoying doing what she's doing it's been great for her for, from that aspect but I, I can just see it in her face that she hits that brick wall and i'm thinking this means that you will be flat on your back for the next three four five days and it, it is heartbreaking, really, because I can see the potential that she has if she could just physically keep going. All of That's that right. said, you're doing such good with this. I, I think we've gone on long enough without hearing anything, so I think we really should hear some music. Uh, I'll, I'll let you two decide what we listen to first, because there's a whole range, isn't there? You know, there's, there's folky stuff, there's bluesy stuff, there's a, a really mournful, soulful track that I had a preview of. Uh, which track would you like us to play first? I think a good place to start is Michael Rattray, who's um, a singer-songwriter from Perth in Scotland. And uh, he had a very successful music career. He's played some big concerts, big festivals with with some very well-known artists. And he's written a song called New Shoots, which uh, speaks about the power that life has just to carry on, even though the difficulties that he has with ME, uh, he's still very positive that... Someday there will be a cure and he's still hopeful that that that'll be found and, and that's what the song's about. Let's have a listen. Life will find 
So that's Michael Rattray's track "New Shoots." Uh, there's there's all sorts on this album. Who is it you are hoping will will buy and listen and and share to this share this music and poetry? I think there's a combination of two things really. There's we we've done this partly for the people with ME themselves to have a voice and to have somewhere where they can put this out there and to have a community of people that um, are sympathetic to, to their situation. And that will also resonate with other people with ME that might be listening to, to these songs and this poetry and think, that's just me. Um, there is someone else out there that feels exactly the same way that I do. Like often happens when you listen to any music, mm. you, you, know, um, you can empathise with the person that's written the music. So that's one side of it. And I think the other side of it is obviously the wider world out there to show people, look, this is what these people can do. And these are people that have gone missing from their lives for for some for a short time, some for a longer time. And this is the talent that's out there that you're missing out on. And for me as well, it's um, hopefully that the wider world will get a glimpse into what living with ME is like day after day, year after year, decade after decade, because every song that's been donated that I've listened to in every poem has brought me to tears. You know, it, it really is a window into life with this illness. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> that's what happened to me. I, I, <laughs> the first one I listened to was, was Ken Davis, the, the ME blues track, which just yeah. made me smile. Right. Um, yeah. And then by the time I'd listened to Tamara's track, I, I was crying my eyes out. Uh, and then with the poetry, there was, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, a piece of poetry that was just full of defiance yes yeah um mary and michelle's manifest me that's the one that's the one imagine the most hushed unrushed procession possible flocks of people with severe me filling the streets on berths bunks beds futons beanbags sofas wheelchairs crash pads all running on dreams and discipline. Tens, hundreds, thousands, and those who cannot leave the rooms they lie in, there with their walls around them, curtains drawn. Housebound, occasionally out, bathed, unwashed, half-dressed, PJs or Sunday best, some with bedpans or commodes, some with feeding tubes, speaking, humming, silent, eyes closed, eyes wide, all of us. No drums beaten, nor banners waved. Instead, see our bidding magnified on bedclothes, headboards, eiderdowns, and, if the sun is out, scrawled all over the big blue, urging serious commitment to medical research, increased support and being heard. We're too tired for a riot and only up to rallying size. But a simmering rage is in the air. No more waiting. 
Yeah, it's a fantastic piece, that. They all are, and there's something in them. Um, Jonathan Ers, um, I'll tell you about Emmy uh, poem as well, that one. Uh, well, actually, as I say, everyone has brought me to tears that I've listened to, and it's sort of, that's what I'm really hoping people, not to show, um, you know, that it's all, you doom know, and doom gloom. and gloom, I suppose, but, you know, it's just the reality of it. It's not a negative thing. It's just that this is our life oh yeah no i i agree it isn't doom and gloom yeah. all the way through uh, in fact some of my tears were tears of oh i'm not alone some of the tears yes. were oh i'm glad someone else can see there's got to be hope in this somewhere uh, yeah. and, and then and then as i say one or two moments where I, where i just smiled through the tears because it was just joyful yeah. stuff what what about the 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 people on this album how how did you find these people and, and how did you select them for the album Initially, we put the word out through social media, through the Facebook groups that we're part of. And various members of that group, obviously they had contact with other groups around the world. Um, Bill Clayton, for example, was was very influential. He's written a lot of poetry about Emmy. And he's been a big supporter and he's been able to put the word out to contacts in Australia and, and other places that he had. And so slowly but surely, people started contacting us and saying, yes, I've written this song. Lots of people were still in the process of writing and performing, albeit on a smaller scale. Others may have written things a few years ago that they could no longer perform. So um, it all started coming in. And then obviously there was a bit of a selection process that I had to go through. But pretty much the the, the tracks really choose themselves. Hmm. And I've tried to go for a balance between, like you say, the sort of maybe the lighter hearted side as long as as well as the more serious side. And a mixture of the poetry and the music as well, I think, works well. What's your ambition for this album? Where where do you see it going? Is is this something niche that will raise a few quid that means the book can be published? Is this something you hope will capture the imagination and go big? What what what's your genuine expectation? Well, I think we'd like it to go as big as possible. Is the simple answer. <laughs> um, I think it has it has the potential. It's a real quality product. At the end of the day, there is some real quality, good music on this album and good poetry on the album. So there's no reason why, if it starts to get a bit of traction, that it can't really be very successful. But obviously, we we are limited in what we can do to promote that, and it will rely on people in the ME community promoting it themselves. Yeah, and that, I mean, I obviously, I mean, it's very difficult. Nigel's done fundraising for Emmy in the past, um, and he raised £2,500 for the Emmy Association a few years ago. Um, And it is a difficult illness to get in front of people, to get people, um, you know, in the wider world motivated. So my expectations are that I would, I, I want it to be successful. I want it for everybody um, on the album, I want it for all the whole ME community that hopefully it can get to the wider world. Um, but it's just how we do that. It is also going to be on the streaming sites and iTunes, Amazon, those kinds of things. So hopefully that will give it a bigger audience as well. That is brilliant. I think you've set this up really nicely for me to ask you for your shameless sales pitch. If if somebody's been <laughs> listening to bits of this now and thinks, yeah, I, I want to hear more of this or I want to share this with a friend. I know somebody who might like this. Where do they go? What do they do? Well, the, for, the best place is to go to the website, which is music4me.net. That's, that's a four, number four. 
music4me.net, and they can download it from there. Um, we've set the price at £10. Um, there are, at the moment, I think there'll be either 18 or 19 tracks. So um, there's, I think, maybe 13 music tracks and the rest poetry tracks. And like I've said, it really is, I know I'm going to say this anyway, but it really is a quality album. The, the music on there is superb. If, if you've got any connection with ME, that, as you've said, it will touch you and, and you will, you'll find empathy with, with everything that's on there. Please do take a listen and, um, you know, see the talent that is missing from the world that really, if we had more research you know would have a chance to flourish and continue i know we shouldn't have to do things like this this podcast shouldn't need to exist you shouldn't need to sell an album to raise money to raise awareness to raise research but the fact is you are and i I think many people will be grateful for that if this gathers traction do you think michelle and nigel we might see volume two in the future or am i getting carried away No, I am definitely hopeful that there will be more because obviously as other um, songwriters and uh, with ME and poets listen to it and know that there is um, a way to get an outlet for the music, then hopefully, um, you know, they, they will feel that they too would like to donate to another album and then hopefully that's, you know, we can continue it. And also um, the website, um, trying to uh, put together a a sort of showcase of all different creative forms by ME patients, so art, uh, poetry, books, um, if I can get things on the website so that there's an outlet and somewhere to showcase um, these things. So hopefully it will be a site that and a project that will continue for you know as long as it's needed a creative shop window and i guess people can just make contact with you through the website if they want to yes that's correct that is absolutely brilliant Uh, i also hope michelle from your point of view that you find some of this cathartic that, that you get something back from doing this yeah i definitely am i mean for it is very difficult to um find you know after all these years I'm being so limited in what I can do it's very difficult to find anything to do that is fulfilling and I'm not very good with hobbies um because I do feel like I need to have a purpose to doing um so for me yeah this is this is cathartic in that I feel like I am doing something worthwhile but also um it's very important to me to see and hear other people's stories Mm. and the common that go through even though we're from different backgrounds different countries the common threads are undeniable to me and so I really hope that it helps other people with ME to see that they're not alone but also as we've said the wider world that to see that those common threads this cannot be in our heads this is real and we wouldn't all be saying the same things if it wasn't and so that's really um what i'm hoping um and is is helping me to deal with me to hear what other people have gone through as well well people listening to this can go to the music for me website you can download it from there you can check it out on streaming sites as well i want to thank the pair of you for your time today wish you every success with this project and michelle every success with with your own me journey i'm not a big fan of the word journey it sounds like x factor but but you know what i mean and and, yeah, and 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 when you say you're not very good at hobbies it doesn't matter anymore because you're you're now officially an entertainment world mogul aren't you 
producer. Does that make me like Simon Cowell? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's big you up. Why not? Why not? Listen, thank you both for your time. I, I want to end with with a track of your choice. W- which of the tracks off the album should we wrap up with? And and as we say goodbye, could I ask you to introduce it, please? Yeah, I, I think you, you we should end with Ken Davis, the ME Blues, because that that ends on a on a high note. It's um, as you as you've said before, it's a slightly humorous take on a very serious subject. So um, I know everybody will enjoy that. Nigel and Michelle, thank you for your time today. Thank you so thank you. much. Now it's time for breakfast. It's really such a thrill. Another glass of water and another dozen pills. And I'm just bad and I'm still hungry. I've got wheat-free, organic bread. Hey, you know what I said? If this is nothing like that I got the M.E. Blues. They call it M.E. CFS, chronic fatigue. Runs through the virus, too. The post-viral syndrome and the yuppie flu. And maybe I just got the blues. The M.E. Blues there, wrapping up my conversation with Michelle and Nigel. That album is out now, and you can download it from their website. And as you heard, the money all goes to supporting ME Awareness. You'll find details about the album and all the other things we spoke about in the show notes that accompany this podcast at meassociation.org.uk slash podcast. That's meassociation.org.uk slash podcast, which is where you'll find all the episodes in the series. Next time on The ME Show, we take a look at Severe ME and speak to somebody who knows only too well what the life-altering nature of this illness's worst symptoms are like. I hope you'll join me for that. For now, I'm Gary Burgess. This is The ME Show. Thanks for listening. Listening.